This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. <laughs> It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Welcome into the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Without Jeremy Green, with Brian Haynes. Yes, sir. Brian Haynes filling in once again. Yeah, Jeremy's, uh, his his he's his nasally stuff is he, just not happening. So he's, uh, he's under the weather. Yeah, yeah, he's a little under the weather. So we're, uh, we're, we're, we're giving him a five-day weekend. Safe to say uh, he's got... <laughs> The bird flu. <laughs> That's what he claims. He claims that the Blue Jay that allegedly attacked him during a commercial break on yeah. this year program earlier this week gave him the bird flu, which is ridiculous. I, it I, didn't happen. I need a video of said encounter. Oh, I wish I'd have had it. I really <laughs> wish I had been out there to see it. But I did not, and... Uh, to explain the laughter coming on to the program, uh, Brian, the resident Yankees fan, is just <laughs> hanging his head going, what's happening? And I just uh, I just have to point this out. When the baseball season started, Brian, uh, yes, and we got into yes. the first couple of weeks and things weren't going well for the New York Yankees, do you remember what I told you? Yeah, I, 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 refresh my memory. That if they got to this point, it was July... On July 1, if they did not have a winning record, there were going to be repercussions. There were going to be some 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 serious discussions being had about what's going on. And there you heard in the top of the hour report, yeah. Steinbrenner, Hal Steinbrenner saying, we're not going to make any drastic changes right now. Look, the Yankees are, y'all are what, two games yeah. over 500? Yeah. Um, and last night was not good. Shohei Otani comes out and gives up. Seven runs in the first inning. Yeah. Retiring only two batters. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah. and then you collapse the at the end of the game. The ninth inning happens. <laughs> Aroldis <laughs> Chapman comes out and surrenders eight runs. Was it, just, it? it just was absolutely astonishing to watch. <laughs> It's great. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm sitting back right now at the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Red Sox got a nine to nothing lead now on the Kansas City Royals. And Uh, and be careful how much junk you talk because, huh? What would happen? I would just be so upset if you know the Boston Red Sox ended up losing this game. Uh, true. I mean, and it very well could happen. I mean, he- heck, in baseball yesterday, we saw how much, how many runs were scored in Major League Baseball yesterday between the Braves putting up 20. A trend. Right. There were like five other teams that put up 15 runs yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of offense going on uh, without those, uh, Weird. without those spider tacked balls. <laughs> Weird huh? that this is happening. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you can point to to right. say this. I, I feel like there was something that may have happened happened yeah. maybe maybe yeah maybe new york yankees 41 and 39 right now yep. on july 1 and yep. i just it's not over yet i just want to wait i need my i need my little index cards like uh like like david letterman used to have they're not i tried to tell you they're not going to get rid of booney i think they will if this continues if this continues okay i'm gonna stretch my timeline if on august 1st uh-huh the New York Yankees are under 500. Uh-huh. There will be drastic changes. No, they'll just do it in the offseason. <laughs> it, 
If they don't make the Booney's there for the year, if mm-hmm. they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's plain uh, simple. Currently, your Yankees are eight and a half games behind in the American League East. <laughs> Where the Boston Red Sox have a three-game lead currently on the Tampa it's Bay okay, Rays. Okay, I mean the, the entire <laughs> league makes the playoffs now, so we're we're in that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're banking on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, ooh, ooh, that's a good that's a good thing to look at. I haven't I haven't looked at that yet. The wild card. I want to see the wild card. Five and a half games back from the wild card are the Yankees. That's right not now. bad. That's not bad. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, five teams in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, things can turn around, obviously, we, we, with a team that has We are going to be stars. a second-half team. You watch. <laughs> you watch. You better hope so. we got the all-star break coming up in Major League Baseball, a much-needed break for a couple of teams in Major yeah. League Baseball, namely the New York Yankees. Yes. Yes, yes, Yikes. Yes. Yikes. <sighs> Thanks, Tink. But when you, got the, uh, you know, when you got the owner of the team coming out and saying, oh, no, 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 we're not making any drastic changes, it's a bad sign. Yeah, I know, I know. And this is, uh, Tank, I'm going to point out that this is two times that I've uh, joined in on the show in a row that you have let off. Um, last time I joined the show, it was only one team has been under 500. Oh, that's right, that's right. For, you know, the last five years, and it no was New York, New York Giants. No, it was. Uh, it hasn't had a week where they've had a winning record. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And, so now, and now we go with this with the Yankees. And so I'm going to have to tell you, it's just kismet. It, you know, it's it's it, kismet. Uh, they handed that was not planned. They handed that to me yeah. in the Sports Center update yeah. at the top of the hour. Now and you're I starting had to, roll to use big it. words, and I'm going to have to take that as disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some fun today yes, on the we program. Are. We're yes, gonna we get are. into talking about fun stuff. Today. Uh, happy NIL Day. Yep. Uh, yep. Name, yep. image, the and likeness have already opened up. Mm-hmm. Name, image, and likeness in college sports is now the. Uh, Pretty much the law of the land, although we don't really have a law of the land. Right. I mean, we do in we do in certain states. Yes, and the NCAA has said, "Look, we can't really do anything about it right now." Yeah. Uh, so go ahead, go go sign your contracts, sign your endorsement deals, and we'll just clean it up later. Which I feel like is perfect NCAA way to handle and this. It is going to be a disaster. I mean, they honestly, Paul Feinbaum said it the other day. It, this is the literally the downfall of the NCAA model that we know as we know of it. It's done. It, yep. It's going to be just absolute shambles very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm all for it. All for the downfall of the NCAA. Uh, yes, as a as a as a model. Well, I am I am as well, but I have been told time and time again mm-hmm. by my usual counterpart here on the. Uh, you know the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling me I'm going to get what I I'm go, I'm going to get what I asked for, and I'm not going to be happy with the results. Well, that may be true, but here's the thing: I don't think this is going away. It, it's not like college sports is not going to exist. Mm-hmm. Everybody's making money off of this thing now. Right. Now, now everybody's making money off of this thing, and they're going to have to figure out a way to police it. The problem is they don't they don't have a plan right now. No. The NCAA as a whole has no plan on how to actually enforce this thing. As or it is to, right now, it's very easy for a booster, let's say someone from like Texas. Mm-hmm. Let's say that they're a used car dealership in that state. Let's say they could do them a commercial. Uh-huh. There is a no limit amount of money that they can pay said athlete student student athlete to do this commercial for them. So in recruiting, 
you can now say, hey, the opportunity for you to make money is better here than, say, there. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit earlier. The big markets, the Los Angeles, the New York's. I've, I was even saying teams like in the in college basketball, like St. John's, you know, you're going to be able to come there and play basketball. The amount of endorsements you can get in a city like New York City are going to be a lot bigger than you can say in, like, you know, going playing for Kansas. Oh, no kidding. So, I mean, same thing, USC, UCLA, all these, there's just more opportunity mm-hmm. for endorsements in a city like that. Mm-hmm. So you, you might see those kind of things. We talked about this. Texas A&M's got more money than God. They're, I'm pretty right. sure they're going to win a national championship in well, the next five years. Well, see, here's the thing. is it, We're not going to get into that until the schools can actually pay these players, which I think is coming. At some point, we're going to go down that road. Well, What this is, is th- this is just third-party money. And there are there are regulations in the states that have already passed these NIL laws about you know not being a booster of the uh, of the school like you couldn't have given money to the school and still have one of their athletes under endorsement and things like that. So oh, there is rules there, against that. There are because I was unaware of this situation. There, there are. It's just a sticky situation, <laughs> and that's going to be part of the NCAA rules right. as well. Whenever they come down, it's going to it's going to have to be. If you are a booster, you cannot no get this kid an endorsement no. for your business because that could be a slippery slope. Right now, and now unless the name of your company is Boost, yeah, then you can give money. Right, um, Boost Mobile mm-hmm. has jumped in full force Boom. on this thing. Uh, they <laughs> they signed one of the first deals after midnight last mm-hmm. night with Hannah and Haley Cavender, mm-hmm. who are twin sisters, right? Who play for the Fresno State basketball team. Yeah, and they have they have signed up with Boost Mobile. They are now going to be that. Um, there is no money that I have seen reported on how much the deal is worth right. with them. But they're going to be, you know, they have a big social media following. Yeah, they're TikTok famous. Exactly. They they are going to be making money hand over fist um, because of their social media. But Boost Mobile has now jumped into this. And uh, the CEO of Boost Mobile, Stephen Stokels, mm-hmm. says that his company has a list of 400 college athletes that they hope to partner with. Right. In the near future. Right. They're going to be signing deals left and right. Right. And he said these deals could range from annual contracts with large sums of money to in-kind deals where Boost provides athletes with free cell phones and service plans Mm -hmm. um, for mentioning them on their social medias. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's good for them. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. Might as well. Oh, absolutely. You you have to be. Yeah, you have to be forward thinking in all of this as a company. Mm Mm-hmm. And to look at this and go, we got to get in now. And they probably went and looked at it and they said, okay, how many of these student athletes right now have the most followers on their social medias? And that's the list of the 400 people. I guarantee it. It's the top 400 student athletes, whether you're a volleyball player from Baylor University mm-hmm. or you're a basketball player from Fresno State or you're the left tackle for Alabama. It For these companies right now, it matters of your social media presence. Yes. And that's the first. That's going to be the first wave of what we see for this NIL. I think mm-hmm. is going to be the social media giants in college that play sports. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean these these athletes already have tons of followers, thousands right. of followers. 
Um, I don't think there are too many over the million mark already. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like I bet Trevor Lawrence probably has a uh, has a really large following, right? But I don't think too many of them are over the over the million mark, right? I mean, the the girls, those Cavender twins, already had a billboard in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Like it's gigantic. I'm looking at it right now. It's on the, one of their twitters, and it's freaking gigantic. Right there with Boost Moto. Like, like yeah. go for it. I mean, there were some other, you know, uh, oh, Bo Nix, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, out of Auburn was right. M- Milo's tea or Milo's uh, sweet tea. Yeah, Milo's sweet tea. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had said tea before. Mm-hmm. Pretty, have good, I. pretty good stuff. Yep. Well, a little bit um, sweeter than I like. My sweet tea. I don't like it to be like eighty thousand cups of sugar. Oh, I forget you're you're from up north. I'm a Yankee. Yeah. Um, I do like tea though. I just don't like it too sweet. But uh, there, he was already getting drug on social media because right. he, he said something about it. That it's in their home. Yeah, he loves to have. He he loves to enjoy Milo's sweet tea when he's at home, mm-hmm. and then everybody quickly reminded him. Of course, you love everything at home because you can't win yeah, when you're on, on the, the road. road. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So. I mean, yeah, you're going to open yourself up to all of this, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are countless numbers of businesses and and organizations that are now jumping onto this and 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 trying to sign all of these players. A lot of them are like, um, you know, almost acting as agents, mm-hmm. dare I say, mm-hmm. for these guys and, you and girls. I can't leave out the girls. I when I say guys, I mean all of you college I mean, athletes, I, regardless of honestly, race, gender, creed, whatever. We, we talked about these these things happening for, um, and we talk a lot about that. You're going to see a lot of the major college football players, but I'm I'm going to here to tell you, you're going to see some women volleyball players, some women, mm-hmm. you know, if it's going to work out in their benefit, especially if they have the amount of followers. That they have, like these Cavender twins. I mean, I think they have like a ridiculous amount of followers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's insane. One of the feel good stories I felt that came out of this was the uh, lineman that went to Marshall. He was a he's a country singer, and oh, he Will Ulmer. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't go out, and he had to play under the the name Lucky Bill, right? And he couldn't take any money for any of the gigs he was playing, mm-hmm. and so now he can automatically play under his own name, and he can actually receive money for playing music. Yep, which I think was a pretty cool story. Absolutely, that, I, I feel that that's pretty cool. Right. He's so he's been playing like local clubs and uh-huh. stuff around the Marshall campus, right? Under the name Lucky Bill because of the name, image, and likeness right. stuff. He couldn't. Yeah, or because of the NCAA regulations, right. he couldn't have that. You know, his music career be a side gig while yeah. he's playing college football, right? And so now he's he's super excited. I mean, immediately posted something yeah. out, and he was already booking gigs. That guy's going to get gigs everywhere now. <laughs> I'm telling you, if just, he's good, have you seen him? Is he good? I, I don't. I don't necessarily know that, but I can't imagine that he's bad if he's already been playing gigs already. I mean, in a college town, mm-hmm. you don't have to be awesome, but I was getting ready be, to say you can't be terrible. How many how many local bands have you ever seen and went? It's it's West. I Vir- don't know about this. It, it's it's in West Virginia, dude. Come on now. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is be able to play guitar. And, what do you think? Everybody's good in West Virginia. Well, is that what you're saying? You can play guitar and sing like you know you know Jeremy would be able to tell you. Jeremy <laughs> would be able to book some gigs out there in West Virginia because the guy's got a country voice of an angel. I tell you what. Uh huh. Now I just I think it's cool. I think he's going to end up getting a lot of a lot of gigs just because of this putting that out there. Mm-hmm. So because I think what it'll do is 
It'll draw a crowd. It'll be a good thing for someone to promote at their right. set establishment. Right. Come check out Will Omer, formerly Lucky Bill, you know, offensive lineman for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Right. I think it's, <laughs> at times we think about the name, image, and likeness stuff in, in in an old-fashioned way. Yeah. We think about, oh, well, such and such business is going to give you money. Mm-hmm. To do a commercial or, right. you know, to do a radio spot or whatever. There's so many other ways that students and or student athletes can be making money right now off of this. I'll tell you some of the unconventional ways that they can make money off of okay. this name, image, and likeness thing. Coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. You're in the sports tank. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. Yeah, we know the stars are going to be able to make the most money in the name, image, and likeness thing. And frankly, I don't care. I yeah. do not care. I'm not. I'm not here for fairness. Mm-hmm. I don't care if uh, you know the the fourth string lineman from wherever is making the same as the quarterback from Coastal Carolina. I don't care. And yeah. I, I and maybe that's you know. And yes, sure. Maybe that's short sighted on my part, but. I'm not. I'm not in this game for fairness. By the way, the uh, the comeback music there, uh, saliva. Yeah. If you're a saliva fan, a fan of uh, you know 2000s heavy rock, saliva is going to be in town tomorrow night at yeah. Silverados. No uh, check them out at SilveradosWNC.com. Get your tickets today. Saliva is yeah. going to be headlining out there on the new outdoor stage for the 2021 outdoor concert series. Uh, and if if that's not your thing, and you're more into you know country music, Jim yeah. Lauderdale is going to be there on Saturday. Yeah, so they got a lot Good of great concerts in the 2021 outdoor <laughs> concert series. Check them out at SilveradosWNC.com. Yes, the, every all of the big star athletes are the ones that are going to be able to to cash in on this. I mean, you already saw today where JJ Reddick came out, um, Johnny Manziel, Reggie Bush. Who is the face of this right. whole thing at this point? Um, I think Reggie Bush's uh, retweet was something to the effect of, well, 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 look what we have here. Yeah. Can, can they give him his Heisman Trophy back he just, now? He steps up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he steps up in like, uh, like, like, like Matt Foley. Well, Lottie freaking da. Can't look so well, huh? <laughs> what does that name image and likeness over there? Right. Uh-huh. Look who's making money now. Yeah. Um, these guys were, you know, they while they were, you know, forever tainted college athletes, now, they're, except for J.J. Reddick, he never got in trouble for any of that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, Reggie Bush, Johnny Manziel, right. I'll go Jameis Winston, all these guys who have gotten in trouble with the NCAA over the years or have been accused of breaking the rules. Uh, to me, today is vindication day. Yeah, I get it. It was against the rules at the time, but history has shown them to be correct. On the, right, exactly on the correct side of history. Uh, dare I steal a, a a term from from your friends on the left there, Brian? Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but I know that all these guys that they were all saying we could have made bags of cash. Yeah. And they're and they're right. Yeah. I mean, JJ Reddick. Think about it. He was a two-time consensus All-American playing for Duke University yeah. basketball. He could have made a boatload. Mm-hmm. 
on this stuff. I like how he said he would have blew it on Natty Light. And Yes, he did say that. He said, although if I had made a large amount of money, I would have blown it on Natty Light and LaCosta polo shirts, of course, with the collar popped up. Yeah, because, you know, he used to wear like four or five of them at one time back in his time. Oh, yeah. Back I mean, in the, I the, never back in the early such, 2000s. I would never do such a thing, but J.J. Reddick <laughs> oh, looks you like... did, didn't No, you? not even close. Okay. Are you kidding me? J.J. Reddick just looks like the kind of, shall I say, chachi... <laughs> that would do something like that. I don't like even that. know what that is, and I don't want to know. Yeah, jerk uh, <laughs> off. We, yeah, we know that the we know that the biggest athletes, the most popular athletes, they're going to be the ones to cash in on this the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some very interesting ways that that every athlete can can cash in on this, regardless of you mm-hmm. know how big your fan base is. There's uh, there's an Atlanta based company called Fans Meet Idols. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. Uh, Steve Kennedy, he's the founder and CEO of Fans Meet Idols, and it's a startup company that he's just he's trying to get all of these players on. And basically, what it is is that you can, you know, charge a charge a subscription fee or 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 something like that to have. It's sort of like cameo, cameo, yeah. yeah. It's like cameo where you can have your favorite, uh, you know, TV star or whatever cut you a little greeting or something for Absolutely. a certain amount of money. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. So like their fans can get a voicemail or yeah. a video message or something from the from the athlete for 20 bucks. Sure. You get enough of those. You sure. live in a college town where there are tons of co- you know college yeah. students that want to have, you know, I'll use an example of oh let's well, I'm looking at the Carolina poster behind you. In the state of North Carolina, how many people do you think would pay or would have paid? Probably definitely not now, uh-huh. but would have paid to have some kind of a video message or a voicemail from Garrison Brooks. Right, I a mean, bunch of them. I mean, I'm talking like a Sam Howell next year. A, yep. a Carolina fans. How many birthday parties mm-hmm. do you think parents would spend that money? To have him come on like the computer screen and wish their son a happy birthday. Do you know how many points that would get you for your son? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah, I could see these things happening. There are also businesses that are, you know, have athletes that will, uh, they'll contract them out basically. Mm-hmm. You can play video games with them. Yeah. The, actually, the, there was a former Notre Dame walk on who actually owns the company called Yoke. Mm-hmm. Um, basically it's where you get to play video games with, uh, people. And it ranges from just a couple bucks to a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Like he's got guys like Antonio Brown and Chase Claypool, you know, playing. But he said that he already had hundreds of athletes, several thousand, oh, thousand, <laughs> add their name to his list uh-huh. of people. So someone can go in there and say, "Oh, I want to play, you know, Madden with Sam Howell." Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna keep using that name because I just used it. Right, and you know, it could cost a couple bucks, but. You know, how many video games do these guys play? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, they do that a lot. So now they get to paid to get to play these video games. Exactly. Now, there are interesting ways that guys can make money and, and girls can make money off of this. Now, on that point, mm-hmm. I was listening to when we were over at the uh, other studio today for the Sportsocracy every day, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. We, yep. We're still deciding on what we yeah. want to do with that on YouTube. <laughs> um but We're on YouTube. You subscribe to the channel. You will know every time we go live. Yes, exactly. So Keyshawn was on and having a conversation with someone. I don't exactly know the platform it was on or mm-hmm. when it was. 
It was it was on the morning show this morning. Uh, he was talking about how this could be a slippery slope for athletes not actually dedicating their their self to the game of whatever they're playing to get to another level. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be making so much money on doing some of these other things that they might not be putting the effort that they need to. That is an interesting point. Okay. I also think... Would you like to know my feelings on that? I would love to know your feelings on it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't. If this is the game that you want to get into, and we have all determined that this is the this is now the, the fair, progressive way to go about college sports is to let these athletes collect on their name, image, and likeness. If a guy's making enough money in college that he just thinks, no, oh, I'm just going to float on this and I can continue to be a YouTube uh, right. YouTube, Instagram sensation and yeah. I'm making enough money off of this and I'm not going to put the time and effort into getting better at my craft so I can go pro or that I can be successful at the pro level because I'm already getting the money, that's on you, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't have any problem. I think it's on them. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Just, I'm just saying you could see something happening along mm-hmm. these lines. Mm-hmm. You definitely can. You know? And I think there are going to be guys like that. Yeah. But I think those, uh, I think it's also part of uh, a part of the incentive. Yeah. Is that see how much money you're making right now? Now wait till you get to the pros. Yeah. This is to me more building a brand. Right. Teaching these athletes how to build a brand. How many, you know, I think Florida State was the first one to come up with an actual program mm-hmm. for their athletes to teach them how to do this. Right. To teach them how to manage their money, how to make themselves into a brand, how to, you know, market themselves and, and, and you know, how to structure a business. Right. And just, I think that's a great idea. And every a, school needs to have one of they these. They do. And to see, like, a guy, you know, Think about how you're making this much money doing this when you're a college player. Imagine what you can be if you're in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, I mean, just think about it. Not to mention, but you're, you're also ha- getting paid NFL money. Right. But also, <laughs> you have to know uh-huh. that that's not going to come if you rest on your laurels. Right. Now, for some for some athletes, that may be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, some athletes, they're not, they're not going to do anything after school. Right. They're not going to, you know, they might go pro and they might sign one contract, but after that, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the NCAA always plays those commercials during the tournament, during March Madness right. of their, you know, 25 million athletes and only 1% of us are going to go I'm, pro I'm, I'm or a, whatever I'm, it is. I went pro in, in accounting right, for, right. for the biggest firm in, in the world. Right. So, you know, like 85% of us are going to go pro in something that's not our sport. Yeah. Fine. Go ahead. Fine. But while you're in college, you Make should be able money. to have that money. Yeah. I mean, I think to I think to Tyler Hansbro. Yeah. Since we're on a Tar Heel station, Tyler Hansbro is a perfect example of this. Think about how much money Psycho T could have made. I mean, Psycho T could have been a shoe brand. Yeah. But it wasn't allowed by the NCAA. And then he goes to the NBA, and guess what? It happened. What I said was going to happen happened. He went to the NBA and faded into oblivion. How many? How I think he long? still. I, I think he still played like six or eight years in the NBA, but he, he never was worth anything. No. How long do you think it'll be before the first college athlete signs a Jordan Brand contract? Now that I don't know. Like, just say, I'm just saying. For example, let's just say a LeBron James is coming into the league mm-hmm. or coming into college. Mm-hmm. Jordan looks in and said, I know that guy is going to be famous anyways. Right. I wasn't able to touch him when he was in college before. I had to wait till they hit. Now, 
I can get to him when he's in college. Mm-hmm. Let's say the same thing with Zion. Ben, Zion. Yeah. Ben Ben Simmons. The more recent names. You know, these are something that we're going to have to start thinking because their shoes, these shoe deals mm-hmm. could become large. Right. Uh, there was an interesting article on NFL.com written by uh, Chase Goodbread, uh-huh. and he was talking about Scooby Wright. Mm-hmm. Scooby Wright, you remember him from uh, Arizona? He played linebacker right, at Arizona. Right, 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 right. And had a, there was a whole lot of hype about him in his senior season because uh-huh. he scored like seven defensive touchdowns or right. something. And, and he ended up going into the league. He was like a seventh-round draft pick. It didn't really work out for him. Uh, professionally in right. football, but while he was in school, he goes into a local sandwich shop, and they've got the Scooby Snack up on the wall. Right, and he's like, "Man, I could sue those guys right. if I was a- eligible to right. capitalize on my name, image, and likeness." Yep. But no, that's not owned by me. Yeah. And so I have no recourse against these local businesses making money off of my name. Exactly. You know, he actually said they could have gone and called it the. You know, could have said they named it after Scooby Doo. But everybody knows that's wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows in town that you didn't just come up with a sandwich and named it after Scooby-Doo when your fa- when the number one player for your football team, his right. name is Scooby. Right. And so the guy was, I think it was the agent that was, or an agent that was talking about this, talking about how much money he could have gotten mm-hmm. for Scooby Wright while he was in school mm-hmm. if that had been allowed. And he could have had some recourse. To keep this business from capitalizing on his name without his permission or and all at least of that, signed a deal where he got he got residuals, right. yeah, right. Because he actually said to the people when he walked in and they saw it, he was like, "Can I at least get the sandwich for free?" Right? <laughs> no, no, because that would have been what that would have been a violation, an NCAA of violation, <laughs> exactly. So he's how dumb the NCAA rules are, right? Period. That you couldn't even get a free damn sandwich, right, with your name on it. Mm-hmm. In the town that you go to college. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm glad that the NIL is here. Yeah. I, this is a day that I have been championing for years. Namely, so we, we could get to back to the video game. Mm-hmm. Namely, so we could get college football video game back from EA Sports. I used to love that game. Uh, I did as well. basketball games, too, I loved. They were all right. Uh-huh. The I basketball did. games were all right. The football game was always where it was for me. And... Yeah, if they go down that path again, there's also a little chunk of change that players could make off of that. I'll tell you what that is right after Just a Bit Outside. The Sports Tag. Just a Bit Outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Uh, My favorite golfer, he's having some troubles. So they're playing at the Rocket Mortgage Mm -hmm. tournament this week. Yeah. He won last year. He's the defending champion. Talking about Bryson DeChambeau. And today the story came out that apparently, again, for the second time in his career, uh, he and his, uh, and his caddy are, are not quite on the same page. So they say, We were on the break! <laughs> yep. Yep. They're going to take a break. They are going to take a break. Oh, now, Bryson's man. not going to drop out of the tournament. He's still going to play in the tournament. And, in fact, the caddy, Tim Tucker, uh-huh. he was he was with him earlier this week uh-huh. at the tournament. Okay. I don't know what was said. Something. Nobody knows what happened. But, apparently, he was like, look, um, 
we need to spend some time apart. They did this once before. This was 2017. They had to take a break because of some differences that they have. Now, this plays well into Jeremy's Bryson DeChambeau is 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 the biggest D-bag on, on tour. <laughs> <laughs> not even his caddy can hang out with him. I mean, does that not say the same thing when you're getting rid of your caddy midway through a tournament? How much of right. a chachi you are? Right. What what happened yeah. at practice this week that led to them taking a break? They got another caddy that is going to come in. Uh, ben Showman is mm-hmm. going to be the new caddy for Bryson DeChambeau until the break is over. I just wonder if he's going to have, you know... If if he will have a Rachel esque response, yeah, to 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 DeChambeau cheating on him with another caddy, yeah. Now here's the best part of this entire story: Brooks Kafka mm-hmm. comes back and tweets out how he could never have made it this far without his caddy, <laughs> and it's Caddy Appreciation Day. Yes, just to throw shade at Bryson DeChambeau, and I'm all here for you, Brooksy. Yes. Go, Brooksy. Feed the beast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Feed that beast. Play into that narrative uh-huh. as much as possible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love that they're doing this. Uh, me too. Me too. Hey, did you know today was a holiday? Today's a holiday? It is. The calendar, it's an IL day. Yeah, it, the, the calendar is turned to July 1st, and that means one thing, and one thing only. It's time for Mets fans everywhere to wish another happy Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. And why is that? Because the 58-year-old Bobby Bonilla will collect a check for $1,193,248.20 from the New York Mets. As he has. <laughs> yep. And will he get from every July 1st? That goes back to 2011, yep. and it goes until 2035 mm-hmm. because he was the smartest man in baseball and deferred his contract later on in life, and it is the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it's gotten to the point to the, where the Mets everywhere actually do this as a ho- as a holiday. There's T-shirts everywhere. I have a lot of Mets friends uh, mm-hmm. back home where I'm from, and you know, it's just so funny. And what's even funnier is that Bobby Bonilla's annual payday is often more than some of the game's current young stars. One of them being the leading MVP getter this year and a lot of 2021 All Stars. <laughs> it's just, it's just really, really funny. I, I think it's the worst contract probably for a team in the history of of sports. But for Bobby Bonilla, what a genius! Right. What a genius that he still at 58 years old is getting a million dollars a year every July 1st. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean they had to do something. They had they had to clear that contract somehow yeah. uh-huh. cuz they were paying him 25 million dollars a uh-huh. year after the downfall right. of his career. Bobby Bo was fantastic. Two of my favorite baseball players back in the day Bobby Bodine and Barry Bonds. Yeah, when they were I mean, I the grew Pirates. up right in the Pirates Andy era. Van Slyke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sid Bream. <laughs> I mean, that those teams were awesome. <laughs> right. I mean, so he was smart about it because what he did was it was actually $5.9 million. Mm-hmm. And so what he did is he negotiated an 8% interest rate on that. Yes. So instead of $5.9 million, he's actually getting 26 or $27 million mm-hmm. out of this. Absolute genius. Bobby Bonilla, I praise you. And it is happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Yes, cashing in that $1.19 million for yet another year. And, hey, Mm -hmm. he's got 14 more years to go.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and what another funny stat about, you know, another funny thing. Who, who, uh, who, who was ownership invested with at that time during, with the Mets? Oh, oh. Bernie. Oh, Bernie Madoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, Lots man. of suspect things going on with seriously, that organization. Seriously. Things yeah. were, things were awkward at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, also though, NIL day. Yeah. I think it's a day that we will all remember when college sports changed. What, no matter what side of the argument you're on, whether you're for name, image, and likeness in college sports or whether you're against it, this will be the day that we all remember of when it changed. Mm-hmm. July 1st, 2021. Yep. Will be the time that it all changed. Name, image, and likeness going, uh, rules going into effect in seven states today. Uh, more states have bills that are coming on, on on the backside of this at some point. I mean, Kentucky's governor even went through and issued an executive order to put them in line with the other SEC countries <laughs> states that they would have a name, image, and likeness a law going into effect on July first as well. Right. Um, you know, the NCAA doesn't know what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what limitations they can put on this, if any, because that was part of the antitrust mm-hmm. lawsuit was you can't you can't cap it. You can't put any limits on what schools could spend for the academic stuff. And then the decision from, you know, when uh, Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. wrote in the opinion that this puts every other NCAA rule against compensation for players, whether it be tied to academics or not, subject to antitrust law. Right. So who knows what the NCAA is going to be able like to enforce. Whatever they decide they're going to do is going to be the wrong move. So what they've yeah. done is they've given, they've, they've, they've just put out a blanket statement yep. that said, if your state has laws, you have to abide by those laws. Everybody else, hey, it's the Wild West. Right. Why not? Yeah. And they're just, they're setting and themselves. See, this is, this is where the booster thing comes into play. Yeah. Because in the states that don't have the laws that say boosters can't give or uh-huh. the schools, haven't put out their guidelines right. on boosters can't give or you'll be ineligible for our programs or whatever. Um, yeah, this could get this could get hairy and and then end up with the NCAA having to come back with uh, retroactive sanctions, right? And that's why I've for for a long time said I'm happy this is happening, but I want there I need there to be some sort of blanket rule across the board. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be state to state. Different states get this. Different states do this. I don't want it to be that way because I just feel that's going to be where this turns into what we're, the, the not intention of what is wanting to happen with that. Um, and I think it just could get real, real bad. Right. And the problem is, for the longest time, I felt like the NCAA never would have thought this is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. They they were so up in their ivory towers thinking, oh, these 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 peasants will never get what right. we want to give them because they are amateurs and right. not they're just student athletes and right. they never could do this because that's what they've been banging on the table for mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Not hundreds of years, let's be clear here. But <laughs> it's not hundreds of years. No, I it's mean, like seventy. I was just, years, I just was throwing like it out like crazy. But <laughs> I, I don't think they were prepared for this. And if they were prepared for this, they would have an opportunity to be like, ah, mm-hmm. you know. Let's lay out. Let's work together with some sort of student unions. Let's work together with, you know, a, a blanket of people with ads, with college coaches, with college athletes. Let's work together to find a certain kind of median. And they just shoved their faces against it for the longest time, 
And now they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I think it's because they had to. Mm-hmm. They had to. They had to pretend like this was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if you started to make a plan, then you open the door for everybody, You know, especially when you're dealing with lawsuits and stuff, for them to go, look, they're planning for it right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're designing rules on how they're going to govern when we get pay. So let's start it today. Yeah. I mean, to me, that would be a perfect argument to use in a courtroom to turn a lawsuit one way or the other. So I think the NCAA, because of its just infinite uh, ridiculousness, yeah. I will say, to use the safest words possible on FCC airways. But because of all of that, I think they had to bury their hand in the sand, head in the sand and play like it didn't exist. Yeah. Because you had to stand on the amateurism. That's what the entire NCAA was made, uh, was, was established as back in the 1950s. And they had to pretend like this wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I would have had closed door discussions yes. like you do on so many other things. No doubt. To have a plan in place when states started passing their own rules. Right. They've been leaning on the federal government and Congress to be able to give them uh, the rules that everybody would have to abide by. Right. Mm, and and I honestly believe that no one from Mark Emmert on down ever believed that the Supreme Court was going to come back, not only with a favorable decision for the athletes, but a unanimous decision for the athletes right like they did in the antitrust law mm-hmm. or the antitrust case the alston case yeah Crazy. but it is what it is ever all these contracts are being signed today um thousands of athletes are going to be getting theirs regardless of what it is they they um there was another one i can't remember the was it jordan bohannon Yes. Was that his name? Jordan Bohannon from, from Iowa? Iowa yep. He led the whole yep. not proper, not NCAA property thing. Uh, he's already, he's already signed a contract to make a paid appearance with an Iowa City fireworks shop this weekend. Yeah. So. Boom. Yeah, there you go. And look, I don't know what you can get for that personal appearance. July 4th, you know right. what I mean? Go get your money, son. I don't care where it comes from. If I can get 50 bucks for somebody to right. go down the street and show up and just shake hands and wave right. to the crowd and be like, hey, I And hey. that can pay for my pizza for the next exactly. couple nights. Like, come on now. Exactly. And I'm saying pizza and soda. Now can it get out, can it get out of hand? Yes. Will it get out of hand? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. But the ways that these players can make money is infinite. Yeah. I mean there's player after player after player today signing contracts with apparel companies mm-hmm. to have their own branded apparel with mm-hmm. their faces on it. All of that. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm frankly Interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I can say. Is were, I, look, it's not going to go perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fair, yeah. so to speak. But again, I don't care. Capitalism rules the day. Mm-hmm. With Independence Day coming up this weekend, I think we can all just celebrate America today. Hey, because this is this is the way of the this is the way of the world. America, baby. We're getting that video game back too. Yeah, I teased this last break. I'm going to pay it off when we come back. Boom. What can you make off of the video game? Give you a little insight on what it could mean for all of the athletes in college football, college basketball, and whatever other mm-hmm. video college video game they want to make. Go get that bag. Uh, uh. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. Brian Haynes filling in for Jeremy Green. Yes, sir. Today and tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We will not be here on Monday because it is the, uh, it's the official, uh, July 4th holiday. 
happy three on the day fifth. weekend for us. Exactly. <laughs> hey. We got that three day weekend coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right. So, game publishers. Okay. They when they do a game, they generally pay about ten to fifteen percent of a game's revenue mm-hmm. to the league, whatever it is, the NFL, whoever. Uh huh. Um, in court, EA Sports executive Joel Lindsner once testified that the NCAA football game generated approximately $80 million per year oh boy. in revenue on the sale of approximately 2 million units. Uh-huh. If you divided that $80 million, now this is a, this is a, several years ago. The last, right. the last game that came out was uh, 15? 15, 2015. 2015. Denard Robinson, I think, was on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, so if you divided the $80 million, though, that was earned on that game... Seven years ago, six years ago, um, amongst the eleven thousand students or student athletes in FBS football, then you multiplied it by fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. It would turn out to a fee for each student athlete mm-hmm. in the game mm-hmm. of a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars per athlete. Yeah. Because in that licensing agreement, you have to give everybody the fair share. Absolutely. You can't say, oh, you get more because of this. Right. Except for maybe the person who ends up on the cover. Could possibly be. Yeah. You could possibly negotiate something like that. Um, but I think the, the the real key here that people like us who are a little bit older and don't really understand the social media world and what kind of money there is to be made in the social media world if you have thousands and millions of followers um, it, there was a study done. This was for the 2019, 2020 school year said that Instagram posts were about 80 cents per follower. Uh-huh. If you had a large audience, if you took that same thing mm-hmm. and went by college football's biggest players uh-huh. in the 2019, 2020 season, uh-huh. it would have meant that Joe Burrow, his senior year at LSU, could have made seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars off of his Instagram Whoa. account because Whoa. of all the followers he had. Tua would have been a distant second at four hundred and forty thousand uh-huh. dollars. Um, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma three hundred ninety thousand three hundred and ninety thousand dollars he could have made. Um, you know, lesser athletes could have mm-hmm. made anywhere between five grand and thirty grand. That was interesting what you said about the college football game because there's so many players on the college football team. Mm-hmm. A college basketball game <laughs> where there's a lot less players on there. I would say that instead of $1,000 a piece, mm-hmm. I'd say that would be upwards of probably 10000 tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands, Tens yes. of thousands of dollars that they could have gotten. And that's going to happen again because I'm sure they're going to come out with a game again. Right. So then you break that down to every single one of the players. The number one player, uh-huh. um, let's see here. The number one player in the 2019-2020 school year uh-huh. that could have capitalized the most okay. on endorsements and such, mm-hmm. according to this study, was Colt Anthony mm-hmm. of the Carolina basketball team. Reportedly, he could have made somewhere in the neighborhood of $476,000. Mm-hmm. Um, gymnastics. We don't realize, look, we as guys, we may not pay attention to the gymnastics mm-hmm. world in college. Um, 
But there are a lot of followers. Yeah. A lot of social media followers Especially for like gymnastics UCLA, stars. UCLA is mm-hmm. a huge school. I mean, I've been getting into the gymnastics because my daughter was in gymnastics. She's mm-hmm. really into this, you know, the Olympic trials and all that stuff like that right now. So, yeah, I can see that. Half of the top 12 in this study, mm-hmm. all gymnastics. Okay. All gymnastics. Um, there's one from UCLA, one from West Virginia. Uh, actually, most of them are from UCLA. There's about three of them on yeah. this list from UCLA. Uh, a couple from West Virginia. But, I mean, they range from the number one, who was Madison Koshian, mm-hmm. at $466,000 estimated what she could have made uh, in 2019, Isn't 2020. That, and, and that's amazing. Yeah, all the way down to the last one in the top 12. I mean, remember, I said there's six in the top 12. Mm-hmm. 148000 for Chloe Clutchy from yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. There's lots of money to be made in this, mm-hmm. and they're going to be very creative on the way that they do it. No doubt. Sports Center is coming up next. After the top of the hour, we will get into uh, some football talk. Yeah. Also, we got to talk about Chris Paul making Absolutely. it to his first NBA finals. Talk about Chris Paul. This is. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Without Jeremy Green, with Brian Haynes. Yes, sir. uh, On the air here, second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check out our friends at wickedweedbrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, drink different. Absolutely. Last night in the NBA. Oh, boy. We had Chris Paul. (laughs) Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Finished out the series with the Los Angeles Clippers, winning it four games to two, and now the Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals uh, once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time since what was it, nineteen ninety eight? Was that when they was that when they made it with Charles, lost to the Bulls? Was it ninety six? Somewhere ninety three? Isn't one of them nineties years? It was ninety three. Uh, actually, he won it, the MVP that year and. You know. Oh, was it 93? I believe All right. so, yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so Chris Paul makes it to his first NBA Finals in his illustrious NBA career. I mean, he is one of the all-time greats. There's have, no question about it. I've said it a billion times. I believe that behind Magic Johnson, he's the best floor general point guard that we've had in this league. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people who say Isaiah Thomas. Yep. There's a lot of people who talk about John Stockton and other point guards going on the list, Oscar Robinson, blah, 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 blah. I just think as a floor general, as someone who gets the best out of his teams, if you've seen what he's done over the recent years, every single stop he goes to, he makes that team better. No doubt. I mean, even last year at Oklahoma City, they made the playoffs with him when nobody even thought they were going to come close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, automatically he goes here and you're in the finals. And it, it's it's great. It's well, here, great. how about this? Here, listen to this breakdown. So, in every you said in every stop he's made, mm-hmm. he's made a big difference. Mm-hmm. He, he he joined the Hornets. Uh huh. Got drafted by the Hornets. Before he got there, they had a twenty two percent winning percentage. Right. After Chris Paul was there, or during his tenure, they had a forty six percent winning right percentage, which is not great, but it's. 
double what they were before. Exactly. Yeah. You went from 22 to 46. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Clippers, before he arrived and Blake Griffin arrived, Lob City, all of that, 39% of their games they won. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, 60. Yeah. He goes to the Rockets. And the Rockets were already good. Yeah. They had James Harden already. Mm-hmm. They were winning a lot of games. They were making it to the playoffs. Even in that contentious time mm-hmm. in Houston that he had with James Harden. They mm-hmm. went from 60, winning 67% of their games to winning 79% yep. of their games. With the Thunder, mm-hmm. They this was the smallest increase. Right. Fifty-nine percent of the time they won before him, uh-huh. and that was Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, yep. yep, that whole group. Once they got out, Chris Paul goes back, goes from fifty-nine percent of the time winning to sixty-one percent, mm-hmm. and then forty-six percent of the time the Suns won their games before Chris Paul, and now they're in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt that he is the difference maker, yeah. or was the difference maker for this team. Last year, we saw the 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 quote unquote maturation process, or what people were trying to label as the maturation process for the Phoenix Suns, right? With DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, they went undefeated in their eight games in the play. You know, the run the up to the play in games in the bubble uh, ended up not making it despite going undefeated in bubble play, right? But then you add Chris Paul, and they were the number two seed in the playoffs this year from the Western Conference. And they are now in the NBA Finals. Now, I get the detractors want to look at it and say, well, they had to have a lot of injuries happen to help them get there. Mm-hmm. You know, the first the first series, AD gets hurt, so they beat LeBron James and a bunch of scrubs. Then, <laughs> in the second round, obviously Denver had been without Jamal Murray for a while. Yeah. But people want to point to Jamal Murray being gone. It's the reason that the Suns moved on right. over the Denver Nuggets. And then... Kawhi Leonard gets hurt, mm-hmm. and now they beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Do you do, uh, does that does that taint their run for you at all? No, it doesn't for no, me. Eddie. No, it doesn't matter. And it, I think that no one's going to look back on it. Chris Paul's going to get his championship. I think that no matter what happens out east with whatever happens with that train wreck of a series right, right. now, um, and, and it's just really cool because he's been he's had a lot of bad luck. He's had a lot of injuries when his teams were really good. He's had like crazy like fourth quarter turnarounds where they're mm-hmm. up 24 points or something like that. They end up losing the game. I mean, he's just had a lot of stuff going on. And I just it's it's good to see him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's finally happening. Chris yeah. Paul in the NBA Finals and you know, I've seen a lot of talk today about what what does this mean? What does this do for Chris Paul's legacy? Mhm. Um, I think it increases his legacy. Everything. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything. I, obviously, now that he gets a ring in the NBA, people talk about this all the time. If you don't have a ring, mm-hmm. it's hard to talk about you as one of the greatest, an all-time great. an all-time great. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen several players be labeled these things over the last several years, mm-hmm. um, and I just. It means so much to him to have that ring. It's going to cement him as one of the greatest players of all time. The conference title ring. 
when he gets the actual okay, championship. When, you ring. say when he goes on to win the next series. If, if he does not win the championship, I'm going to be super <laughs> surprised. I don't think Giannis is going to be at full strength, even if the Bucks find a way to win right. and beat Atlanta without Giannis. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him playing in that series, even if he can come back to the finals. I still think even with – I was still going to favor Phoenix against the Bucks, anyways, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, and barring some sort of tragedy – I feel that Chris Paul is going to get his ring this year. Okay. Um, I said this morning in the Sportsocracy, you can check us out weekday mornings uh, at Tennis on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Sportsocracy. Subscribe to the channel. You'll know every time that we go live from the Wicked Weed studio. I said that this could be his benchmark moment. Mm-hmm. Last night could be the defining moment of his career. Mm-hmm. Maybe as far as he ever gets in the playoffs and him scoring 41 points in game set or game six to close out the Los Angeles Clippers, his former team yep. that he got on the doorstep so many times and they kept blowing their leads mm-hmm. in series. That might be his defining moment. And to me, that's good enough. Yeah. To me, it's good enough. He doesn't have to have a ring. I don't have to have my superstars have a ring. Does it help with the case? Absolutely. But you look through history at all the guys that don't have rings and we still put them in the class with the greatest. Of all time. Do you not? Do you not do you put not Charles remember, Barkley in the group of greatest players of all time? Do you not remember this conversation that we had on the Sportsocracy where you were saying he was a top 10 player of all time? And I was like, no, no, oh, yeah. no. I do, I, do, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, and he, I, I got I could get to 20, about 20, before I get to Charles Barkley anyways. Right. Even if he won a damn ring, I think it does back up the truck on that. <laughs> right. But it does bring up a point of who is the greatest player to not win a ring. And there's several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a list came out. Did, did, did it not? Not Did it not recently here? Of I be- what? I believe there was a list that came out of the greatest players oh, to yes. never win a ring. Yeah, the, of, of course. Of uh, course. We all, we all have our list. Uh-huh. Um. And on this list, they had Chris Paul at number two. Oof. He was number two before this run. Uh-huh. This was a list that came out on Stadium Talk. Okay. Not three months ago. Okay. I think it was March they right. put this list out. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was number two on the list. Right. And it's, you know, look, the number one, I, I can't say he's the greatest of all time. I'm not going to make this argument. You know, you weren't even around. <laughs> hey, now. Hey you now. weren't even around hey for the number one player yeah. on this list. Yeah. Elgin Baylor. Hey, Elgin Baylor. Absolutely. I mean, the guy went seven times to the NBA Finals with the Los Angeles Lakers and did not win a single title. Lost four times in game seven to the Celtics. Yeah. One by two, one by three in overtime. Like, oh, God. Right. I mean, you get after you get Chris Paul, then you get into the jazz players, this John Stockton, the Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. You got Charles Barkley. You got a Patrick Ewing who was near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. who's one of those guys. I mean, there's just a list of guys. Um, you know, you get into the more recent guys, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. You kind of get into those Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, these kind of players. You also got. Get down to like the Dominique Wilkins, um, someone I always say that doesn't get enough credit. Bernard King, who was absolutely unstoppable as a scorer in this league, mm-hmm. never got to win anything. Um, 
you know, there's there's some guys. There's some guys there's out some there. Guys, you know, that are never won. But it, it again, these are guys that Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash never won one. Two MVPs never won one. Um, Reggie Miller, who was pretty good, but I mean, I don't even think Reggie Miller made the first ballot Hall of Famer. He had to wait to his second time around, did he not? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Now, if Reggie Miller wins a championship, do you not think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably. Yeah. So you know, there's that's what I'm talking about. Those are the things I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There are there some are, of the guys on this list. I don't even know who the who the hell they are. <laughs> number nine on the list is George Yardley. 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 Um, it, oh, he played for the Syracuse Nationals. He did. I'll be damn. You know, like <laughs> holy smokes! I didn't know your grandfather probably remembers yeah, him. He probably does. That also reminds me of another great player, Dave Bing. Never won one. Dave Bing. Yeah, Dave Bing. Is that Chandler's dad? No, no, no. Here's another name. Here's another name that I'm, I, I like to throw out there: the Iceman. George Gervin. George Gervin. No never, doubt. Never won one. No doubt. Again, you know, there, there are a lot of guys over history that weren't champions, mm-hmm. but we still consider them all-time greats. Mm-hmm. And I do remember I do remember having the conversation with you about uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. And we came to the realization that, yes, I was being a little hyperbolic yes. by putting him in the top ten. Yes. But he's definitely top 20 of all time. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I can name some. Uh huh. It would be, I, it would be hard for me not to put him in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. But I could easily not put him in the top twenty. Does that make, if, that, if that makes sense? Yeah, you could, you could, you could do that. But yeah. you, you'd be wrong. Well, that's the. That, that, let's be clear. Here. That's the hook here. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, would you like to guess though? Yeah. You know, win shares. That's become a that, that's oh. become a fun little stat. Okay. In the modern era of basketball. Would you I like, like win shares? Would you like to take a guess where Chris Paul ranks all time in win shares in the NBA? Top five. You're not far. You're not far off. You're a little high, uh-huh. but you're not far off. Where, where is he at? He's 11. That's all, all time. time in the NBA win shares. <coughs> would you like to take a guess at the at the top? Um, I mean Michael Jordan. Uh, he's five. He's five. He's five. Wow. There are four guys with. Higher win shares well, in their careers. Bill Russell. Bill Russell is. Mm-mm. They must not have done this right because he mm. won championship after championship. Mm-hmm. 20. He's 20? He's 20th. What? Bill Russell's 20th on this list. Uh, so we gotta go. Number one on the list by a mile. Uh-huh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It makes sense. Number two's Wilt Chamberlain. Makes sense. Number three. Is the great one, LeBron James? Yeah. Carl Carl Malone's four, Michael Jordan's five. That's your top five. Win shares in NBA ABA history. Well, yeah, and I mean that does not necessarily mean you win championships. It just means you help your team win more games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Carl Malone, it's top five, and never won a championship. John Stockton. He's at six. Yeah, he's got it. I was going to say, if so Carl the greatest Malone's, tandems of all time, never to win it all. And Carl Malone's probably only up there because he played one extra year with the Lakers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, 
Later than that, <laughs> uh, I'll give you the re- I'll give you the rest of the top yeah, ten right, leading right. up to Chris Paul yeah. here at number eleven. Tim Duncan's at seven, makes sense. Dirk is at eight. Wow, that's surprising. Actually. Kevin Garnett at nine. Wow, and then Artis Gilmore comes in at number ten. Artis Gilmore, yeah. Yeah, this the is the guy, NBA slash ABA list. The guy that that basically Jordan ran out of Chicago mm-hmm. when he came in there was like, "This is my team. Get him off of my team." <laughs> I mean, it happened. It's been well yeah. documented. Yeah. If you look in just just NBA history, uh-huh. Chris Paul's ten. Mm-hmm. But I thought we got we got to include the ABA. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? I think that's. I, I like those. I like those kind of stats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the wins above replacement in 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 ah, baseball. The war. The yes. war. I'm a big fan what of what is war. it good for? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again, y'all. Wow, wow, good God! It's a, I think it's a big deal. It's yeah. it's a huge deal that Chris Paul has gotten over the hump. He's in the NBA Finals. He actually has a legitimate shot at a title. And I think I'm still sticking with the Phoenix Suns are the favorite to win the title, especially with Giannis, who's going to miss tonight's Game Five. And you know what? What's good about this too? It, this isn't like a Chris, aging Chris Paul, who's coming off the bench, trying to chase that ring or something like that. Right. This is I'm I'm a starter on this team. Yeah, and I'm the guy. Bene- yeah. There, I'm, I don't know if he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the straw that stirs the drink. For yeah. Them. Devin Booker's pretty good. Well, I mean, I, yes. I'm not trying to slight Devin Booker, no. but what I'm saying is none of this would have ever happened right. without Chris Paul. You know, it's, it'd be different. I think, like if you saw, for example. Like a Carmelo winning a title now. You'll never see that. Well, you know, there's been talks that he might go over to the Lakers. <laughs> there's already been talks about it. You feel better about the Los Angeles Lakers next year if they have Carmelo Anthony? Really? If he's coming on the second unit, Carmelo could still score. That's all he needs to do is come in and shoot buckets, baby. Carmelo Anthony belongs in the big three. Yeah. That's where that's that's You are out of your <laughs> damn mind. That's now where this, he needs to listen, retire to. The, the hate on Carmelo gets me crazy. I can't stand him. I've I know, never been able to stand but listen, him. Listen, I I'm, I grew up in Syracuse, New York. I, I have won one national championship, and that boy got me that championship. <laughs> So I will forever love Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Yeah, when he was just a just just a wee eighteen year old kid. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Uh huh. And they had a wee little another freshman on that team, little Jerry McNamara. Though, mm-hmm. right? Probably the next coach of the Syracuse uh, Orange at some point. The the what? The, oh, the next head coach of the Syracuse yeah, Orange. Yeah, yeah. When Bayheim decides to retire, which I thought was going to be this year, but all points are saying he said nah. He, nah. he 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 can't do it. He won't do it. He, he can't. He'll they'll have to. Peel him off of that. He'll be 95 years old, and he, they're still running the two-three zone out there. Like, look, if Larry Brown can still coach at 80, yeah, even though he's just going to be an assistant coach at Memphis well, now with uh, with Anthony Hardaway. Uh, Jim Beheim still has what four years left? He's 76. I think so. Somewhere in that neighborhood, he, he's. I mean, so he's still got some time left. He's just a kid compared to Larry Brown, and I mean, his wife has kept him pretty young. God bless Julie Beham. You're at the Sports Take with Jeremy Green. Without Jeremy Green, with Brian Haynes. Here yes, on sir. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Giannis is out for Game 5. They have they they have already announced it. He will not be playing because of that hyperextended right knee. Trey Young, though, is he going to play tonight? 
Uh, He was listed as doubtful earlier in the day. We'll give you the update. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Filling in for Jeremy Green today, Mr. Brian Haynes. Yes, sir. And we're talking Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Mm-hmm. Game five up in Milwaukee. We know that Giannis is not going to play. He's already been ruled out for tonight because of the hyperextended right knee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully, thankfully, there's no talk about him just being shut down completely for the right. rest of these playoffs. It looked pretty nasty when it happened. The MRI showed no structural damage. However, he's not going to be able to go tonight. And I would doubt he would be available for Saturday's Game 6 in Mm -hmm. Atlanta. So, the door has swung wide open for the Atlanta Hawks to capitalize on the two-time MVP being out for the Milwaukee Bucks. Trey Young, he's got the foot injury from Game 3, did not play in Game 4, and somehow, some way, the Atlanta Hawks came out with the fire of a thousand suns. Yeah. Against Milwaukee in yeah. game four down in Atlanta and controlled the tempo throughout the entire game. Giannis didn't get hurt until the, what was it, the third quarter? Midway through the third right. quarter, something like that. Right. Uh, and once he went out of the game, it got even worse. They ended up losing by 22 points to the Atlanta Hawks to even up the series now to take it back to Milwaukee. Without Giannis, I think the Atlanta Hawks are in the driver's seat right now. They've already won a game in this series without Trey Young. And if Trey Young should come back and play tonight, whether he's hampered or not, I give the immediate advantage to the Hawks. I mean, he was he was doubtful and he's been upgraded to questionable. Mm-hmm. So there is a thought there. I mean, this is I feel like Milwaukee has done this to themselves. I mean, even PJ Tucker was in the post game conference saying how they just thought they were going to walk in after Trey Young wasn't playing and they're going to win that game. And what happens when you do things like that, where you don't get yourself mentally prepared for games? Things like that, you get injury, smacked in the mouth. And then injuries can happen because you're not focusing on what you're doing. And I just feel like even if Giannis would have gotten hurt, they should have won that game and gotten control of the series, and we wouldn't be we'd be talking about this in a different light. I think. Do I think the if Trey Young does not play, I still think that Milwaukee has the better players. I think Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are still better than anybody on the Hawks team. So if Trey Young doesn't play, okay, I, I would give the edge to Milwaukee tonight. If Trey Young does play. It's going to be hard for me to think that the Bucks can win. But you never know. I mean, Chris Middleton can come out and score 40. He could. Mm-hmm. He very well could. Or he can go 0 for 9. I mean, like it would be enough. Win. Right. That's the thing. Like, you don't know who's going to show up for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you had Drew Holiday played really well in game one, scored 33 points. You had Chris Middleton in uh, game three that Milwaukee won. He had 38 in that game. Yeah. It was a playoff career high for him. 
In game four, neither one of them played really well. They were a combined like 12 of 35 from the field, which is, you know, just not good. You have to have your stars clicking on all cylinders if you're going to win in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I can't trust them. I can't trust it. Now, they're going to have momentum. They're going to have the home court advantage. They're going to have their fans, you know, in the building. They're going to make it tough on the Atlanta Hawks. But you also have to think about, I mean, if they want to, if they want to take advantage, they're going to have to get something out of Brooke Lopez. And, well, and that, I think taking Giannis out of the game, and I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. When Giannis is playing, Brooke Lopez can't play down low because he, he eats up the paint, which mm-hmm. is where Giannis is going to get his things. Now with this, you can put Lopez on a block who can still score on the block. You know what I mean? And this is going to be a tough matchup for them. You still got Clint Capel can guard him on down there, but I still think it. Bundelhoser is going to show what he can do because you have to make the adjustment. You have to change what you are doing. He has shown that he does not have the propensity to actually change anything he wants to do. Right. Because he's just stubborn in that San Antonio Spurs mindset of (laughs) we're going to do this and I don't care what happens. But change it up a little bit. Right. And then I think and Drew Holiday has 100% played way better at home. Yes. This is a game I think they can win whether or not Trey Young plays or not. But going back home to Atlanta with that, with Trey Young playing, it's going to be hard for me to see them win. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks will win tonight regardless. Game six is another is another story. Is another story. Yeah. So you so you're saying you think they can go back to Milwaukee for game seven, and I just don't see it. I really don't. No, I, I, mean, I think Atlanta's gonna. You know this this is time to put the boot on the neck. This is time for Atlanta to take advantage. Um, they get the win tonight. They can close it out at home on Saturday. Yeah. And I kind of think that's how that's gonna go. I I think. I think what we're going to see... Although now that I've said it, it's not going to happen because yeah. it's the Tank Spencer kiss of death. The KOD! We haven't <laughs> said that in a while. The Tank Spencer kiss of death! <laughs> right. <laughs> that that typically happens. Well, around. when Trey Young went down, what did I say? Yeah. This is over. over. Milwaukee's going to walk through. It's just going to yep. be done. It's over. And they heard it, and they and they thought that they would. And, <laughs> and now Atlanta's listening, and they're listening to me say... you. You're just going to go out and play your game. And as long as you have Trey Young and they don't have Giannis, you got the advantage. What I'm seeing happening, in my, if I'm looking into my crystal ball, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. I can see Milwaukee winning this game tonight. Atlanta with Trey Young winning in Atlanta. And then Atlanta with Trey Young beating Milwaukee on their home court in game seven. Oh. You talk about ripping the hearts out of, uh, out of a fan base. Mm hmm. And I'm going to have to ask the question. I have to ask the question. Yes. If they don't win this series, okay. do the Milwaukee Bucks make a change? Do uh, they Do they get rid of Budenholzer? Bye-bye, buddy. You think so? He gone. I don't... They can point to Giannis getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about this entire playoff series about the inability to make adjustments from him. And the thing is, there's nothing else you can do with this team. There's nothing you can do. They have put all their chips in on this group of people. Right. They can't add anybody else. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get another superstar. I mean, so what is the one thing you can do? You can make a change at the head coaching position. Right. 
and I believe that's what will happen. I don't know. I honestly do not know. Mm-hmm. I, if they hadn't have made it this far, if they hadn't ended up losing to Brooklyn, I was on the Budenholzer's gone bandwagon. Uh-huh. But if he gets beat by his former team, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be far inferior. At home, game seven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a monumental meltdown, yeah. and it very well could be the trigger that makes them make a change. In Milwaukee, but tonight game f- game five of the series <laughs> in Milwaukee. No Giannis. We don't know about Trey. He's questionable. The fact that he was ruled out early, or the, the fact that he was ruled out late for game four, makes me believe that he was almost there. He was ready to be on the floor. He swears that he was, and he swears that he begged. <laughs> he Listen, begged if, to get back on the floor. If he can play, he's playing tonight because they yeah. know how important this game is. Yeah. I mean, if you have an opportunity to beat them tonight and go home for the series, that's huge. Yeah. By the way, uh, Jeremy's not here, so we didn't do the green on green. No. I will throw out my picks for tonight. You can make yours as well. I got, I'm taking Atlanta plus the three. Okay. They have put it back up on the board now. We know Giannis isn't going to play. I'm taking Atlanta plus the three. You take Milwaukee to cover <laughs> the three at home, or you think it's being closer than that? I think Milwaukee covers the three. Okay. Over or under 215? Oh, aggressively under. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to do... Uh, uh, Jeremy used to love to do this on our fantasy football podcast. Under! <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> under. Because I don't care if, uh, if Trey Young's in the game or not. If he's not in the game, definitely go under. Yeah. If he does play, I'm still going to go with the under because he's not going to be 100%. Right. So we'll see how things unfold tonight. Mm-hmm. It could be. Yeah. Could be fun. Could be fun. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, we all know the uh, the top story of yesterday around the country and apparently around the world was a very famous man getting out of prison. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Freed on a technicality. Oh. He gets out. But an unfortunate mistake for BBC News. Yesterday, their reporter had to apologize to viewers after the newsreader accidentally called Bill Cosby Bill Clinton. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going to leave that one alone. I'm going to let y'all infer what you want to from that. Uh, Of all the jokes that could be made about putting Bill Clinton in the same class with Bill Cosby. Oopsie. Some similarities. I don't know. Some similarities. Ah, I don't know. (laughs) I knew that would get under your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This story is nuts. A routine audit by a Central California pistachio producer earlier this month revealed that a whopping 21 tons, 42,000 pounds of nuts were missing. Mm -hmm. So the Touchstone Pistachio Company out of Fresno contacted authorities. It led to the arrest Friday of Alberto Montemayor, 34, of Montemayor Trucking in Delano. He was booked in Tulare County. Officials said that... That said leads in Fresno and in Kern County helped detectives discover that the tractor trailer 
full of nuts inside, had been moved from Montemayor's trucking lot to a nearby area. Apparently, he stole 21 tons of pistachios, and they were starting to package them to sell them out in the plant. Listen, I feel like there's a little bit better things you can do to sell. If you're going to steal nuts, you could probably just sell drugs. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, of all the crimes, do not do crimes on. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. You're stealing nuts. <laughs> right. 21 tons. You just thought nobody was going to no notice. No one's going to miss 21 tons of pistachios Mm-mm. ever. Mm-mm. Full truckload. Let's blame it on the mob. Entire tractor trailer full. <laughs> yeah, let's blame it on the mob. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Fast and the Furious. It's like the Lufthansa heist. Part but, nine, but but not as spicy. Fast eleven. The, <laughs> they decide to knock over the pistachio nut truck. <laughs> it's a big underground pistachio market. I, 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 I didn't guess. know that there was. I mean, pistachio. I mean, have you tried to buy pistachios it's lately? It's the greatest snack on the planet. They're good. Uh-huh. They, they take a little work to get to. Sometimes. And they're a little expensive. They're, that's so what I'm saying. They're you can make a lot of money yeah. selling them cheap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stacking them deep and selling them cheap, you know what I'm saying? But, I feel like it's a bold strategy, though, for the owner of the trucking company that's shipping them to steal them himself. Yeah. Like, you didn't think we were going to follow you down the path there, did you? Huh. So they were like, Don't the do Texas pistachios from one ton, 2,000 pound sacks were being pulled into smaller bags for resale. Good grief. Goodness. Good grief. Uh, is that like a possession with intent to distribute charge? I wonder if they were going to do it in like little plastic baggies, like little baggies. Like you get, like you You've get, heard. Like, You've heard. Like you get powdery substances. In, in, in. Right. Yeah. Or so 60 Minutes told there's you, right? Like, there's like four pistachios in there, and they're they're dropping them for a buck a piece yeah, on the $4. side. dollars. Four dollars. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. of all the things, the, the, the yeah, and that was a pretty yeah. nuts story. Stealing, a, yeah, that uh, that story was nuts. Good for you. <laughs> Did you was, like that segue? That was, that was a little punny. Yeah, it was very punny. Yeah, that's, uh, I knew you'd like that take. I knew you'd like that. Uh, I did like this story when I saw it today. Uh, Justin Simmons. Yes. Did an interview uh, with NFL Network's Good Morning Football, where he said he feels like. The Denver Broncos are close to being a playoff team. Okay. Now, it sounds insane when you first think about it. Denver Broncos, you know, we've gone through our uh, rundowns of how we think the season's going to come out Mm -hmm. uh, on the sportsocracy. We did all of our preseason predictions Uh for how things are going to go. Do you remember... Do you remember what you pegged the Denver Broncos to be at? I believe I had them at 6-11. At 6-11? Yeah. Um, I think I had them at five and twelve. Yeah, I think that's where I put them. Uh huh. And the more and more I think about it, like you look at their schedule, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of winnable games on there. Uh-huh. And in fact, it looks like there's a lot of losable games yes. on there. But if you look at the overall talent on that team, it's really good. They have. That's a really good team. If you look at the wide receivers that they have with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, mm-hmm. you look at their backfield that's got Melvin Gordon and now Javante Williams. Uh, their offensive line is pretty decent. They've got... No offense, so 
Noah Fant at tight end. tight end. Yep, I was going to forget about him. And then you go over to the defensive side of the ball, and you got Justin Simmons, and you got Kyle Fuller coming into town, and you, you, Bradley you still have Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb and uh, Shelby Harris on the defensive line as the run stuffer. Yeah. It's just, it, it is loaded with a lot they of talent. They drafted Patrick Sertan the third. Yep, Patrick Sertan. Or the second, I'm yep. sorry, the second. Um, yeah, this team is loaded with talent. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they're wrong. I don't know that he's wrong. Right. But there is one giant question mm-hmm. on that team, and it's the quarterback position. Absolutely. Drew Locke is not the answer. And they know Drew, Lo- Drew Locke is not the answer, so they went out and got Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers, right. who George Payton, has, the GM of the Denver Broncos, has a history with because he was there in Minnesota when right. they right. drafted right. Teddy right. Bridgewater. Right. So they got the insurance policy mm-hmm. for Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. I also th- think that there were still some feelings in that organization that they might be able to get Aaron Rodgers to come in. But say that happened. Say Aaron Rodgers was a free agent. Mm-hmm. Or say Aaron Rodgers, it, the Green Bay Packers said, you know what, we're done with this. You give us a bag of peanuts. Give us 21 tons of pistachios stolen from some company. And we'll give you Aaron Rodgers. What... Oh, who are the teams in the NFL that are one player away from being a contender, whether it be a Super Bowl contender? Because I do believe that if Aaron Rodgers went to the Denver Broncos, we'd be having a completely different discussion right. about this team and whether or not they could make it to the Super Bowl. Right, and I think, but I think Aaron Rodgers is such a talent that he could just go. I think if Aaron Rodgers goes to Jacksonville, they're a playoff contender. Like, if I think, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's only a few teams Aaron Rodgers could go to. You think Jacksonville's one? I think if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of Jacksonville, I think they would be a playoff contender. I'm not saying Super Bowl contender. I'm saying playoff contender. Playoff contender. Yeah. So you think that they could, what, uh, they're going to knock down the door of their own division with the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans? Do you not know how good Aaron Rodgers is? I do. The immediately the weapons that Jacksonville has mm-hmm. is better than what they have in, in Green Bay. <laughs> I mean, maybe, as a collective piece, I think it's collectively. I'm, that, I don't know. Devontae Adams is really good, and Aaron Jones is really good. Uh-huh. So, but I mean, collectively, I think you know over there. I think that's my personal opinion. That's your personal opinion. That's my personal opinion. But what about a guy like I'm saying? That we've seen move to a different team this mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. a Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford goes to Los Angeles. They were already a playoff team, but we automatically upgrade them to a Super Bowl contender. So for this exercise, right, we you, looked at the top ten teams mm-hmm. in the NFL that if blank wasn't their quarterback, mm-hmm. they could be a contender. Right. So let's go down the list, do starting let's at do it. number ten. Uh huh. At number ten. It's the Chicago Bears. Okay. I believe that the Chicago Bears, they have a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have um, their weapons are not great. No. I mean, they have Allen Robinson. A lot of people believe in Darnell Moody. Uh, Mooney, excuse me. Um, you know, they got da- uh, uh, David Montgomery in the backfield. So their offensive weapons are good, but that defense That's what it is. is incredible. And, and for them, it's the defense is so good. That if they had a Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. type player, mm-hmm. they would be immediate. Uh, they were already a playoff team last year. Yes, 
with Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. Right. So you add one of these guys, and you got to feel like they could be a, they're going to upgrade them to a Super Bowl contender at that point. I believe so. Yeah. That defense is loaded. Mm-hmm. They've got great linebackers. Mm-hmm. They've got Roquan Smith. They got Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. The secondary is, you know, they they did lose some with Kyle, well, Kyle Fuller, Fuller leaving, but I still think that defense is going to be really, really good this year. It could still get after And you. if it wasn't Andy Dalton starting out the year or Justin Fields, who we still don't know who who he's going to be in his rookie season, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. But he doesn't make them a contender. No. And I think the Chicago Bears could be contenders because the defense is going to be that good. If, if they had said quarterback. Mm-hmm. They would be at least a contender for a wild card yep. spot. Absolutely. In the playoffs. I think they would be a playoff contender automatically. At number nine, it's Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. And that's going to be hard for some people to get. But mm-hmm. think about the weapons on this team now. And I'm, again, I'm going to use Matt Stafford as the article for this piece. If Matt Stafford is the quarterback for the New York Giants, that automatically makes them a playoff contender. I don't know if that would be a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. They've upgraded the defense. <laughs> They've upgraded their weapons. Maybe this is me being a little bit homerish. It is you being a little bit homerish because, you know, it would take... It would take Pat Mahomes to turn them into a playoff contender for me. What? It would. We went five and three the last eight games of the season last year. Well, that's, that's fine. And we're a much better improved team. But are you, though? Yes! I mean, your offensive line is still not great. It's really bad. Actually, when we're a lot of this came, too, because the pro player, or what is it, uh, what a PFF, what a Pro Football Focus came yep. out with their just team-by-team team rosters, what it looks like. And that's what we're talking about. I mean, Denver Broncos were number eight on mm-hmm. that list. Mm-hmm. I think they had the Giants at number 15 or 16. Right. But uh, they looked at last year's um, <laughs> PFF rankings, and uh, this is going to be really bad. Um, we had one player that got above a 50 on our offensive line. Mm-hmm. And and that was Andrew Thomas, and he was still the bottom not good bottom ten yeah the bottom ten of of of, of tackles uh-huh. so yeah <laughs> see it, that's why when you said if you put Matt Stafford on this team they're an automatic contender I, I think a play a, if, if if Matt automatic Stafford, playoff contender if Matt Stafford is on this team he's dead by week five <laughs> <laughs> the offensive line would very get true. him killed that could be very true. You need somebody who can move okay. in that pocket. Okay. And so you okay. got Danny Dimes, who does have some legs, and he's a little bit more mobile. Yeah. We don't believe in, or I don't believe, in the arm talent or anything like that with him. You don't? He I throws the best, one of the best deep ball throwers in the entire league. Yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's everything else. It's, it's, there's, <laughs> there's, I mean, it's, 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 been, it's been documented that he is. Of course it is. Stats-wise. Yeah, which I think is going to be good for Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay being added to that team makes a big difference for me. It's just a question of when is he going to get massively injured because the offensive line can't protect him. Damn it. Uh, but, yes, if they had a top-five quarterback in the NFL, then I think, sure, the New York Giants would top, be 
right top, there. Top five. Probably Patrick Mahomes. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're Thank right. You're right. You. You're right. Thank you. Number eight on the list, the New England Patriots. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm out on Cam Newton. I have already planted my flag on I believe this is Mac Jones's job. He's going to win it before week one. All the Cam Newton fans and truthers are going to be really upset when it happens, namely my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a huge Cam Newton fan, and you know I talked smack about him last year, and I felt pretty vindicated in that after we saw the year that he pulled in. Everybody wants to say, oh, the weapons, oh, the weapons. Well, Co- No, it was COVID. It was COVID. Yeah, it was COVID. Yeah, first it was COVID, and then it was no weapons. But they got a darn good offensive line. Mm-hmm. And they have a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they had a superstar quarterback, we've already seen what Bill Belichick does with if a superstar they had, quarterback. Let's say Tom Brady on the team. Shocker of shockers. Who knew that Tom Brady <laughs> leaving the New England Patriots was going to make this plane crash into the side of the building? Who knew? That is, yeah, I could see this. Mm-hmm. I could see this. I think the New England Patriots are a fine candidate. Uh, for the, having a complete turnaround if Cam Newton slash Mac Jones was not their quarterback this year. Yeah. But they are. And, and I think at best they're going to be a. I'm sorry about gonna be damn a, love Patriots right. fans, but you ain't going nowhere in the playoffs. <laughs> right. But at best, I think Mac Jones comes in and carries this team or, or I guess helps this team get to, I'm not saying he's going to carry the team no. as a rookie, but he could help them get to somewhere in the neighborhood of a 500 record. Yeah. With Cam Newton, I think they're seven-win team at the best. I, I'm looking at them to be the six, seven, eight range this year. At, at number seven, we got the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Kirk Cousins not sold on him. Of course, he's mm-hmm. been you know he's been the guy that everybody talks about can't win the big game. If they had a different uh, if they had a different quarterback, I believe that they could be a contender. Maybe not with the Green Bay Packers in their division, but for at least. A wild card slot in the NFC. Their defense was really bad last year, but I think it's going to be more improved this year. They had a fantastic draft. Uh, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Empty, and automatically makes them a playoff contender. Number six on this list is the New Orleans Saints. Some people still be, believe they're a contender, regardless of Drew Brees being gone. I do not. I believe that, you know, Jameis Winston, who I believe is going to be the starter, is going to have a decent year this year. I just think if he wasn't their quarterback and they had a star back in it, we would be talking about them at the top or near the top of the NFC. We'll give you the rest of the top ten quarter or the top ten teams in the NFL that could be contenders if blank was not their quarterback. Coming up next. Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos says his team is close to being a contender. The big question, though, with that team, they've, they've, they've hit doubles and triples and home runs at every other position on that team except for quarterback. Right. That's the one. So we're doing the top ten teams mm-hmm. that would be contenders if blank was not their quarterback. Uh-huh. At number five mm-hmm. is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. If Old Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. was not their quarterback this year. How much different could it be? I think it could be different. I, I said this earlier. If this was five years ago, Ben, they're they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think that five years later, Ben is not a Super Bowl contender. I think you are right as well. Um, now we get into an interesting, an interesting entry at number four with the San Francisco Forty ers Uh huh. I believe they are contenders. I believe they're contenders right now. Right. 
But if they had the superstar quarterback rather than Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, whatever combination of the two they're going to use this year, uh-huh. be no doubt. Yeah, it'd be no doubt. I would pro. I would be really close. I'd be really close to unseating my Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the number one team in the NFC this year mm-hmm. if there was a different quarterback in San Francisco. Yeah. Number three, this is where we place the Denver Broncos. At number two, it's the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. We already believe they're going to be a playoff team. I believe they're actually a Super Bowl contender with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you? I believe, do If we remember a little exercise, yeah. I, I did have the Redskins in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the football team. Sorry, the football yeah, team. you got to stop doing that. I know. <laughs> I'm going to do that for a long time. Uh, yeah, we. I would think so. I would think that they would be a no-doubt Super Bowl contender if they had a superstar quarterback. Yeah. Problem is, they don't have one. they got Ryan Fitzpatrick, and so they are going to be a playoff team, in my belief, this year. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And the number one team that could be a Super Bowl contender if Blank wasn't their quarterback, it's the Cleveland Browns. Uh-huh. They have hit... I'm going to not even put doubles in this list. I'm going to say they've hit triples and home runs all over their roster. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield is still their quarterback. It would be a really close call between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns to be the favorite to return or to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC Mm -hmm. if they had somebody other than Baker Mayfield. I agree. It is the number one team that if blank wasn't their quarterback, they would be a no-doubt contender in the NFL. And you know Jeremy screaming at us saying, yes, yes! Hope everybody survives the hurricane that's just blown through (laughs) here at the uh, Ingalls Studios. (laughs) We will be back with you tomorrow afternoon right here at 3. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Brian Haynes. Yes, sir. It's the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville.